Why don't you create a habitation for him? Hallelujah. He inhabits the praises of his people. Why don't we just take a moment now and create a habitation, create a place of God, if nobody but God can take up the throne room, nobody but God can take up that space, nobody but God can move in that realm and place and power, because when he moves in, other spirits have got to move out. Other gods and so-called gods have got to be conquered and uprooted and cast out. Come on, he inhabits your praises. He inhabits your worship. You're creating a place for him tonight to work in the house, to work in the service, to work in our lives, and to work in our souls. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate you tonight, church. You may be seated. Hallelujah. What an awesome God that we serve in the house tonight. I'm glad he's in the house. How about you? I'm glad that he's in my life. And he's allowed me to be a part of his kingdom. Called into it. Elected into it. Born into it. Hallelujah. Born to the water and of the spirit. I deserved it. No. But his grace and his mercy came rushing. Man, as I heard the gospel heard the truth and felt, felt the presence of the Lord and the touch of God. I know it's, it's kind of a struggle. Uh, I mentioned to you, I think last week, week before possibly, a little book I read. Man, it's probably been in my possession. My wife had purchased it. I'm not even really sure when. And uh, this minister, and I noticed something he said in the book. This is back during some of the brush harbors and some of the early times way back, even the very beginnings of the organization of the UPC, and they're just getting started. But the Weeks actually was a superintendent in Louisiana. That helped some of you. I, 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 I never knew Brother Weeks. It's been that far back. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, he, he made a statement. And I thought, man, how true this is. Because sometimes we have the opinion that uh, things just automatically happen. And uh, if we'll just show up, God will show up. And, and, and that's true at, at certain times and certain stages. Such as the lady, a man with the issue of blood. When she purposed and she said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And, and I believe God of the heavens said, when you show up, that's exactly what's going to happen. Amen. Because she had made a statement of faith and responded unto that faith. And pursued it. But she still had to press her way through the crowd. She had to press her way. Uh, overcome the weakness. Now come on. She'd been battling this for 12 years. She spent all she had. All the other resources had run out. She could have very easily became depressed. And just said no. Just gave up. You know. Didn't have a, a desire. A passion. To live. To be united back with her family. But it was that that rose up in her. When she heard of a man by the name of Jesus. And she began to pursue. And when she made that statement, he says, I'll be there. But, but he made the statement. He said, amen, even in times of the great moves of God in those early days. And, but he said, every service, he said, there was always a struggle at the beginning of every service. He said, it just wasn't an uncommon thing. He said, it was the most common thing. But there'd be a struggle, he said. But if, if you had made up your mind and you pressed your way through all of that, 
He said, man, when it finally would break and the power of God, the glory of God would fall. He said, man, it was on. And sometimes to 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, the power of God and people praying and worshiping and magnifying his name and exalting him and letting God just, just work among them and for them. I remember one of the areas he talked about, he was up preaching. It was not his practice. And he's just a young guy when this is all taking place, early 18, 19, 20, 21. And uh, he talked about in one area there how that he, he never stepped off the platform. It's whatever platform it may have been. A lot of times it wasn't really much of a platform. It could just have been like one raise or whatever. But uh, he never stepped off. He said never until the time of altar services. He said, but he remembers one particular night. He said, man, to God, just the Holy Ghost. He said it was almost like the Holy Ghost just, just shoved him off the platform. Out into the auditorium of the people. He said, and as soon as the Holy Ghost shoved him off that platform, he said, a gun went off. Pow, pow, pow. He said, right where he was standing, he said, bullets. And we think we face some things. And we struggle with some things. Now, he said, I'd noticed a truck, or at least an automobile had pulled and never come into the lighting part, but just stayed, and nobody never got out of it. He said, and I'm not sure if that was the vehicle or not. He says, but I'm telling you, it wasn't nothing but the hand of God that propelled him and pushed him off that platform just in time. God will fight our battles. God will help us. If we just rely upon him and put our trust in him, God's going to see us through. Usher's going to come. Let me say we thank you for your commitment and dedication. Let's remember those that was in the path of Lord of the Hurricane, uh, Lake Charles. Uh, Brother Hare, I know church got tore up pretty good from what I understand. Let's keep them in our prayers. And if God nudges you and moves upon you, maybe you want to send a little love offering in that direction. Uh, I felt a little of that, been praying. And uh, just let us know. And uh, we may collect a little something to try to send it in their direction to help them out. Uh, we've been there. We know what it's like. I don't know what he's facing. And uh, after facing Corona and a lot of these churches and struggles and some more, some more than others, we've been blessed. We've been very blessed. Uh, my, 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 my financial guy does my taxes. <laughs> he wanted me to check in about getting some money and getting all this other stuff. And so anyway, I prayed about it. And, you know, and I, I still uh, can I just be honest with you. She put away, I'll take care of the tithes and putting them up. So if I preach on tithing, you know, I probably don't know if you pay or not. So if I call your number, don't blame her. Don't blame, don't say I'm looking at tithes and going through that. <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, uh, we've been blessed. And uh, you, you've kept your offerings. You've kept your tithes up. You've done an awesome job. And we, we're so thankful for your faithfulness. And uh, we know God's going to bless you for that. And we want to say thank you publicly for those of you that put forth the effort, whatever it took, bringing them by the hardware store, different things, uh, through all this time to help us. But some churches hadn't been as blessed. Some of them, a man has struggled. They have struggled both with tithes and offerings. And so, and I'm not sure about Brother Hare. I'm just, again, in prayer. And, uh, but uh, if he had struggled there and then facing this, I'm telling you, it could be something that can really... Uh, and so, you know what, it's, it's the, the other body, the rest of the body needs to respond and, and come to the rescue and to help them. So I'm asking just to pray about it, uh, call on the Lord, uh, feeling that nudging from the Lord, a direction maybe uh, to send to help in that, that area. I know it'd be a blessing. And uh, if, if, if I sin, there won't be no strings attached to it. 
I'm going to send it to Brother Heron in whatever best way he see fits to, to use it. Is it buying water, buying a roof, paying an electric bill, huh. paying a roofer? I, I don't care. You know what your greatest needs are, and I, I trust you enough. I'm going to send you an offer, and you'll, you'll, do it. you'll handle it right. So um, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, felt throw that out there. Didn't mean to, <laughs> praise God, because I'm just praying about it myself the last couple of days. But uh, anyway, if you feel in that direction at all, just let us know, and we'll join together. Amen. You take a, quite a bit of little, it adds up, adds up. And so it would much, I know, be much appreciated. Uh, there may be some others in that direction, but there's the only one that I really know of uh, at this present time. And uh, so that could be a, at least a start or someone that we can help it's some of us. And I do know he has uh, made some great damage. And you know what? If it's a damage to the church, there's a good possibility. Most, a lot of these folks, their homes are damaged and things of this nature. So it's a double whammy to them. And uh, so let's keep them in prayer. Not just them, all of them. Let's pray for the whole city and all that was in the path of that tent, that God would just be with them and keep them. And, uh, you know, sometimes we could get so caught up in our own little world, we forget about everybody else. But you know what? If we be mindful of others, God will be mindful of us. And he'll take care of things here. As we respond to things over there, God responds for us. <laughs> it's just amazing how God works and um, how to release the powers of his blessings in our lives and to see things accomplished and done. Okay? God bless you. We do appreciate your giving, your tithes, your offerings, your, your labor of love for the kingdom of God. It's, it's for the kingdom. And. We thank you for it. Give you honor for it tonight. Brother Quinn, bless this offering tonight. I promise you this, you can't outgive God. You cannot outgive the Lord. Man, but you give with a good spirit, good attitude, and uh, let God, you know, God take care of it, and he does. I believe that. He does. Even if there's sometimes mishandling, God will still heal your part. When you've done your part right, you know what? He's going to bless you regardless. <laughs> I mean, he's just God, and uh, he's, he's going to be God. So love you, appreciate you, and uh, let's just love the Lord here tonight. How many appreciate your singers, your instrument players, some, those that help us join together and worship God, magnify the Lord, thank God for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, sometimes I love to get in this mic and help them. Hallelujah, but for your sake and their sake. <laughs> Hallelujah, we, we hesitate to do that. Uh, but who knows? You never know one night. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I, surely, surely. Brother, and surely, when I get to heaven with that glorified body. Hallelujah. Some of you cats are going to have to move over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to snatch up me one, two, or three of them instruments. <laughs> Praise God singing that new song. And hey, we may, we may sing it for a million years. And, Hallelujah. Them drummers, y'all, you talk about getting tired, y'all get over. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, we'll just swap out, change out, and hallelujah. We're going to have the time of our life, aren't we? But you know what? Until then, hallelujah, we're going to make the best of it here. That's the reason God blesses us with good people, with good talents, and use them for God to entertain God, to entertain his presence, and for his presence to fill this house. And you know what? Because we're trying to get ready to go to heaven. I got heaven on my mind. How about you? I got leaving on my mind. I'm glad I'm not attaching nothing in this world that would hinder us from leaving this old world. Amen. To go be with the Lord. God bless you. God bless these saints. Brother Aaron, do you know, do you sing Sometimes It Takes a Mountain? Could you come sing that for us?
God bless you. That heart's that song's been on my heart, and I think it's good to go over well. Sometimes it takes a mountain 
take a moment now and as we pray for Sister Tammy, she lost a brother-in-law yesterday. Had some hard conditions. Good possibility Corona was involved. And so it's, it's it, they're struggling and rightly so. But let's pray that Sister Tammy, God would put, give her words of wisdom, direction. No doubt going to face some things in the next few days that just to how the help of the Lord goes a long ways. How to respond to certain times like this. And so God would come and to strengthen her. That she could be a help and a strength and a comfort to her family. Sisters and brothers. Loved ones that uh, just need God to minister to them and help them. We're living in a trying time. It's a challenging time. 
we, we exposed to different things like this taking place. But you know what? God's here to help us and here to bless us. So let's lift her up right now. Church, why don't you help me just pray? God, in that precious name of Jesus, you see the need that's here tonight. That you move upon Sister Tammy and you move upon Diane and the family and Aunt Sis and the whole family that's there and involved. The passing of a son-in-law or a brother-in-law, a husband or dad. But God, you'd come to the rescue. You'd come through the ministering power of your spirit. You'd anoint and bless Sister Tammy as a vessel of God. Put words in her mouth, words in her heart. Help her, God, to have a strength and a help, God, to help them. To minister and to strengthen them. To, to at least make the best of it. What else can we ask? Not all the pain and sorrow is going to leave. By no means we understand that. But God, what a comfort that you can be and a help that you can be in such a time and such an hour. As we come up ourselves and call on you to come. Come, God, to minister and to strengthen, to work for them. All the praise and glory and honor is going to be lifted to you. So we ask it in no other name but in the lovely name of Jesus tonight. Giving you the thanks, giving you the glory for it in Jesus' name. I'm sure this will be appreciated by her and the family. You'll commit to remember them in prayer in the next few days that God would touch, that God would work. Amen. In this time in their lives to help them. Okay? God bless you. If you would give me just a few minutes tonight. I got a little thought I'd like to uh, leave with you tonight. It falls in line of this service and the direction of this service, especially in the last few Moments and song that's just been sung. Amen. We say again, we do appreciate each one of you. We never take you for granted. Coming and be a part of this service to join with us. Um, I know it's took an act of faith maybe on your part to come and to join up. We don't have enough room to... Get all the distancing that we'd maybe uh, they would like for us to, or maybe we ought to. But we're going to pray that God would just keep us, and keep us safe. We come with honesty and with sincerity to worship Him and have an ear to hear His word and uh, hear His voice in our lives tonight. Got your Bibles. I'd like for you to turn to Rebecca 2 and 4, uh, portion of Scripture. You've heard, no doubt, many a times that's even addressed or uh, enlightened men several times in the New Testament. We have preached from that area as much more. Thank you, Brother Aaron, for responding and, and hear that request tonight. Appreciate that. Um, you'll see that that song kind of falls in line of what I want to preach a little bit about tonight. We're living in a time... In an area, an area, hallelujah, just, we're just, we're just, and I don't want to play it lightly, but yet, in, in, in one sense, if, uh, and I, I know I've done this, I've done a lot of reading, studying in the end time, the last few weeks, months, and uh, when you start reading in Revelations, and what's going to come out of those seals, and trumpets, and vows, uh, you realize that this is nothing but just a ripple, but it still has its effect, and, uh, and how we respond to this is a good measuring stick of where we're at. 
how established we are. But, you know, when we got our own personal battles and then other things begin to add to it. You know, sometimes a little statement that's made, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, it was that final little bit of weight, that final little bit of last little episode or statement was made or thing, something that may have happened, whatever pitfall it might have been that brought that final place and our, that individual, amen, of uh, crushing their heart, their spirit, possibly some even losing their mind, amen, because of that battle and that struggle. And so I want to preach from this verse tonight and really focused upon the latter part of this particular verse in Habakkuk 2 and 4. Behold, his soul, and he's talking about the Chaldeans there in this particular part of the verse, which is lifted up is not upright in him. Again, we can preach from that portion of the verse what we learned this morning, man, about pride. Letting one get himself lifted up within himself and, and what he's accomplished in life. And that's, it talks about the Chaldeans here. And that portion, man, just referring unto them. And how they were handling the word they had been called and fashioned to do by God. But the latter part is, is really where I want to focus and, and where I want to make hopefully and prayerfully some connection tonight. Amen. But the just shall live by his faith. But the just shall live by his faith. I'm here to tell you tonight, the just are going to live. It doesn't matter what's going to come. It doesn't matter what kind of storm you and I may face or involved in. It doesn't matter what kind of desert that we have to cross over. It doesn't matter what kind of mountain that we may have to climb. As an individual, as a local assembly, as a nation, and man, as a church. I'm here to tell you the scripture makes it plain and clear unto you and I. As we humble ourselves unto the word of the almighty God. As we love him and keep his commandments and walk in his principles and statutes. The just shall live. We're going to be victorious. We're going to be made overcomers. It doesn't matter what the score looks like. It doesn't matter what the results may seem at this moment, time in our lives. I'm telling you, those that are just in the eyes of God and made whole by Him shall live. God, we ask you to move in this service and upon our hearts and minds. I'm asking you to bind up the enemy, bind up the spirit of distraction, bind up the spirit of laziness, bind up everything God, they will try to get into your part, beat and desire and purpose in this place tonight. I loose the powers of heaven, the powers of the word of God, the unction of the Holy Ghost. It's not by my power, but by your power, under your anointing and divine touch. I pray for nothing but the will of the Father upon the heart and the souls and the minds that's gathered in this house. Let thy will be done in the lovely name of Jesus. I promise you, Lord, we're going to give you all the glory. We're going to give you all the praise and all the honor. You're our maker. You're our creator. We come to worship you. We come to hear your word. We come to feel after you and seek after you. We pray for nothing but your will be done in the hearts and souls that's gathered here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Go down, amen, putting your hands together in thanksgiving and worship unto the law. You may be seated. I got a lot more scriptures probably than I really can address tonight and uh, I know even when I'm doing it, I, I say, you know, my goodness. But to uh, really uh, cover some of this in the depthness 
and what I really feel, but, you know, we're just going to trust God and ask the Lord to help us, amen, to really get this across. It's not about being lengthy. It's not about trying to just impress us. But it really important, amen, that we would have the heart of God and the mind of God tonight and say the words that need to be spoken, amen, because the words that are being spoken across this pulpit tonight can make the difference of the outcome, amen, of our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our directions, not only of the past but of the future and what lays ahead of us and what we're subject or prone to, amen, to encounter and become a part of through choice sometimes and through other means and ways. Hallelujah, we get called up in some troubles and heartaches and disappointments amen not because of our own doings amen but because of who we are related to or connected to and so but when we can be assured of one thing the God that we serve amen that's in this house that fills up the heavens hallelujah the king of kings and the lord of lords we called on him as the often finisher of our faith we called on him as our savior we called on him as the lord and the king of kings we called on him as a bishop of our soul we know that he knows out of our our ins and outs and ups and downs. He knows everything about us. He knew us when we was in the wound. He knew the days that lays ahead of us. He knows how to orchestrate. He knows how to put things in position and place. He knows how to warn us, amen, and keep us out of trouble. We found that out this morning. God never sends his judgment without first sending a warning and an opportunity to repent and turn. And keep the judgment of God out of our lives. But tonight the message is more focused on the just shall live. Now in this particular scripture here. If you look at it and even the writings of Habakkuk. Especially in the first and second chapter. It's basically it's not really a prophecy as much as a complaint. A complaint from the writer Habakkuk himself complaining unto God because he's a little confused. He don't rightly understand the events that are unfolding before him. Even being called as a watchman in the second chapter. Amen. To get on the wall and observe and write the vision and make it plain. Make it simple. Make it where it can be read and understood. Hallelujah. But even in all of this you watch the first part of it he begins complaining to the Lord of what's unfolding and what's taking place. Hallelujah. He observes the Chaldeans that becomes a, a very wicked and violent group of men. Hallelujah. You've heard about them in the last even here. How that they was called upon and whenever they brought judgment upon the Israelite people, upon God's people, upon Judah in the city of Jerusalem. They came in with no mercy and no compassion. They was willing, amen, to slew and kill them all. It didn't matter if there was an old stoop man that could cause them any harm at all. They didn't show them no mercy and they didn't show them any compassion. It didn't matter if it was just a little suckling. They didn't have no powers or resources. Amen. To rise up against them. They didn't show them no mercy and grace. They annihilated them from one to the other. And so as, as, as we watch Habakkuk here, as he observes, amen, it's apparently a people that was more vile and wicked than the people that they was out to destroy. Habakkuk began to complain to God as he observed this and he begins to question God. What's going on and why is this unfolding? God, you got pure eyes. You got, you got eyes that can't behold this and, and take note into this and, and watch this unfold. And you can watch God as he unfolds and begins to respond to Habakkuk and what's really taking place. And you're going to notice in the key verse that I use here tonight, the statements made about the just. I'm here to tell you tonight, hallelujah, reported uh, repentance and humbleness, amen, and giving ourselves to God is more 
disappointed, amen, in anything else in our lives. I'm telling you that's something you and I ought to seek on a regular basis. Hallelujah, to be pleasing to God, not to let the world, the spirit of the world, and the pull of the world, and things of that nature, amen, to bombard us. I love to tell you that the apostolic church is not affected. I love to tell you that the apostolic church is not being moved upon, but you and I both know better as we look around and observe and even look at our own personal lives. The struggle, the battle is to make sure that carnality, to make sure the spirit of the world, to make sure, amen, that we don't let what we preached about this morning, pride to rise up within us and dominate us and control us. And so here we are in this struggle, but we can be assured of one thing, the just shall live. And here it says, by his faith, but as you and I slip over into the New Testament for just a few moments tonight, we're going to see where this scripture was addressed and it was handled just a little different. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I'm going to slow down just a little. We're going to look at a few scriptures. I don't know if I have the time to look at Galatians, the third chapter. We got Romans, the first chapter. We got a few more that we're going to look at. But if you'll take close notice to the ch- these verses and what we're being taught from these verses, you'll see why. Amen. Our nation's in the shape she's in tonight and going down the pathway that she's headed in. But I'm glad tonight, hallelujah, the just. Hey, did anybody read your cultural connection to your Sunday school lesson about Sister Parker? <laughs> what an awesome story that was told there of a lady of the age in her 40s when she heard about the Holy Ghost during the time of depression. Hallelujah, raised on a dairy farm and had to work most of the time from daylight to dark. But she wanted the Holy Ghost. Oh, she had some struggles. She had some personal struggles. Back in those times, it was a real common thing for the ladies to dip snuff. <laughs> I don't go over big today. I mean, have you seen any ladies sniffing, dipping snuff? Uh, not too many this day and time. There's a few. Hallelujah, there's a few. Hey, some of them, you're probably calling them old country girls. Of course, you know, they make the statement a country girl can survive. Hallelujah, they'll make the statement. Somebody showed me something a little bit here a while back on the phone. It was in a frog that was hanging out both sides of a hamburger bun. Amen. And it said, I think on that particular one, it said a country boy can survive. Hallelujah. But you know what? I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, the just are going to survive. The just, amen, hallelujah, shall live. Death even in the grave is not going to shackle down the just. Hallelujah. Let death come, but the sting of death has been taken out. Hallelujah. The penalty of sin has been erased by the blood of the Lamb. So the just shall live. There ought to be a little more excitement in this house. Hallelujah. When we really begin to understand and realize the God that we're serving and the things he's done for us. So we won't focus as much on the on the questions and even the response of God as much as this particular verse. But when you go to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, you're going to begin to read there. And you're going to begin to see some things begin to unfold. He really begins... And if you'll allow me, we'll go to Philippians or 2 Thessalonians. Anyway, I'm going to cover a few bases by the help of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what I'm talking about. Amen. That would tie in to the last song, especially, that was sung. We're going to have some mountains, and we're going to have some desert experiences. And if God allows them, they're not to destroy us, but they are to perfect us and mold us and help us to be in the image and likeness of the God that we serve. Hallelujah. So when you go to Hebrews, the 10th, 
10th chapter. You're going to begin the, the, the writer. And, and you know, there was a debate and not a real surety. But in these particular scriptures, you begin to see a real likening why most people believe that Paul was the writer and the author of the writings of Hebrews. But in this 10th chapter, the 32nd verse, he says, But I call you to remembrance of the former days. Basically, what he's bringing to their attention, and he'll he'll go into them just a little bit. Maybe not so much really helping us understand just what all had transpired and what all had taken place. But the writer here says, "I want to remind you. I want to bring you back to some former days in which, after you were illuminated, in other words, after the time that you was enlightened, after the time that you was introduced to the truth and the absolute truth, after the time that you had repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost." And you started out on a journey to live for God. Hallelujah. That he endured a great fight of afflictions. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time, hallelujah, we don't need to be just a, a you know, a, a Christian that's just going to sit back and do nothing. Hallelujah. But we need to rise up every morning and be the soldiers of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we need to learn how to put on the whole armor of God. And we need how to activate, amen, the weapons that he's given to the church. I'm not talking about the weapons. Let me go back to Sister Parker. Hallelujah. Because when you begin to go back and look at Sister Parker, after a couple of years of struggling against the snuff and all these other things, she got the Holy Ghost. And on her front porch, she, she was pretty close to a railroad place. And there's many that would come by there and she, she would feed them. And, and then, then she'd open up her front porch for preachers to come and preach. And it was known, amen, as a place of the preacher to come. If you wanted to get preached to in a good meal, go down to Sister Parker's. And so that's what they would do. And there was many, amen, that had received the Holy Ghost and introduced to the gospel of truth at the front porch of Sister Parker's. Hallelujah. Well, there were some men that decided, hallelujah, after God was mightily using her, that some of the other denominations decided to come and men from other churches decided to come. We're going to come and burn her house down. And so they come walking up, riding up. I don't know what they got there, but they got there. Amen. Come to burn down Sister Parker's house. Well, Sister Parker steps out on the front porch. She begins to pray and call on God. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden a dove comes and lands on the roof and one after the other begin to take the torch down and walk away. Hallelujah. I'm telling you God still will fight our battles. I'm telling you God still will work on our behalf but you and I have got to learn how to do it God's way. And through the trials and heartaches the judge shall live. The devil can't kill you. Man can't kill you. I'm all I preach it to you. Man can only destroy the body, but it can't kill your soul. God is the one that's going to see these babies. Hallelujah. That's the reason we got to make sure they understand and get a revelation. The just shall live. Oh, hallelujah. So, in the world that we're living in, and the hour that we're living in. <laughs> Praise God. So as we go back to the Hebrews. And the writings of the 10th chapter here. If you back up to about the 23rd verse of this same chapter. He brings it to our attention. And to the hearers here that he's writing to. Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. And that's what this is all about. In the time of heartaches, and times of difficulty, in the times of storms, 
and time of mountain experiences. And some mountain experiences are, are different than others. If you don't believe that, Abraham was called to the Mount of Moriah. Hallelujah. Bringing up, bringing that only beloved son called Isaac. Hallelujah. But good today, father of faith, knew that the same God that gave him the first time could give him back the second time. And so that's the faith that you and I, this thing's about faith, sweetheart, that God would see us through. But we're promised in the writings of the word of God that the faith that the just shall live. Hallelujah. That the just are going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Regardless of how many martyrs from the first one called Stephen. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. Who won that day? It was Stephen. They stoned him to death. But as he looked upon the one called Jesus Christ. Let me ask you something. From the very beginning of time of two worship and the voices that are lifted up from the very first one of Cain that slew Abel. But could he stop the voice of Abel? No. He shed the blood of Abel. But the blood of Abel's voice couldn't be stopped as it lifted up out of the earth. And amen. And all the way the scriptures promise us. All the way back from Abel right to the very last one. That's righteous and upright with God. I tell you vengeance belongs to the God that we're serving. And he's going to take care of it. And as much as he takes care of judgment and vengeance. So will he also likewise take care of reward and blessing to those that are just. And those that trust him. And those that cast their lot with him. And those that's born again. And those that's willing to die for him. And willing to work for him. And willing to live for him. When the chips are up and when the chips are down. God's not just a spare tire to us. God's not just our banker. He's not just our lawyer. He's our God. And he sees us right where we're at. And he knows exactly where we're at. And he can fight the good fight for us. So as you watch this, we begin to see, amen, that he endured a great flight fight of affliction. The next verse, he partly starts giving us a little bit of what the, 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 the cures that he's writing to here in this Hebrew letter. Amen. Partly, while these were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions. Anybody like to be made a gazing stock? To be made mockery of and light of and made little of? That's what they were. That's what he called them. We ain't shouting over that, are we? It's not easy to be made fun of. Make mockery. Maybe to face trials and afflictions. And God won't let you say a word. And God won't let you respond back. Again, and partly again, notice he uses this word, partly. While he's became companions of them that were so used. You joined up with them. They was being used and possibly abused. But you, you join up with them. He was willing to sacrifice with them. He was willing to make the, the sacrifice with them. The next verse helps us to really begin to see 
just how far they was willing to go as believers. For we had compassion. For he had compassion of me in my bonds. And took joyfully the spoilings of your goods. Knowing in yourself that he have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away therefore your confidence. See you was willing to take your money. And your, your merchandise and your material things. And even while I was in prison. You was willing to companion with me and make the sacrifices. And you done it joyfully. You didn't worry about what everybody thought about when you was helping that old preacher that was cast in prison. You didn't worry about their opinions and ideas. Amen. When you took what maybe, maybe some money that you needed to buy bread and milk with, but you was willing, amen, to, to loan it and give it. Hallelujah. That the old prophet or the man of God called Paul could have something to eat because they wouldn't feed him in prison. You was willing, amen, to come to his rescue and help him. And so now, and I said, Paul, there, we're not sure. Amen. Man, the prisoner of it. But see, this is one of the reasons why many of those, amen, that study this book of Hebrew really believe strongly that Paul was a writer of it. Because it's time after time we see events like this. How Paul addresses how often, amen, that he spent in time in prison writing letters and uplifting and encouraging others. But thank God for people that was willing, amen, to make the sacrifice and give in offerings. And sometimes they didn't have a lot to give, but they was willing to sacrifice what they had to give. And cause God had blessed them they was willing to join in with them and so we see some afflictions here amen that's taking place as we watch this in the 10th chapter of Hebrews writings he says now don't cast off therefore your confidence which have great recompense of reward for he have need of patience that after he have done the will of God that he might receive the promise hey folks hallelujah sometimes you got to wait on the promises of God when you know you're walking in his will and you fulfilled his promise hallelujah then it's just you just got to have the patience just to wait on it. God's going to work it all out. Hallelujah. If we put a limit on it, if we put a timetable on it, hallelujah. So we can watch careful. We'll, get, we'll, we'll find ourselves in trouble. But let me tell you something. We watch what he says here. For yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. What you talking about? The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You just hang on. You don't let this get the best of you. You don't let this overcome you. Jesus Christ has made a promise to come back. And he promised us if we believed in God to believe all also in him and let not let not your heart be troubled why because the just is going to live because the just is going to live it doesn't matter if I leave here with a heart attack if cancer reads my body up or head on collision the just is going to live if I leave here with corona or not with corona the just is going to live are you hearing me tonight it doesn't matter if you got money or don't have any money the just is going to live watch him Forget a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. It's not just his faith now. The just shall live by faith. You watch this. The same writer is the one that wrote unto us in the next chapter. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. <laughs> that ain't all. And I don't mean to jump ahead here. But I, I just feel to do this. And I really don't know. Hallelujah. I don't guess time really matters. 
Hallelujah. But let me say this and we'll relate to it again in just a few minutes. We're living in a world today that acts like there is no God. And there's not going to be a day of judgment to reconcile them for their deeds and actions. We're living in a time as Psalm has made it plain in Psalms 14 and 1 and in 53 and 1. Hallelujah. The fool said there is no God. I'm telling you we're living in a very foolish hour. But I'm going to warn us. Hallelujah. Because we can let the foolishness that's going on among us. And the spirits have been turned loose even upon our society. And we're living in a world that wants to classify it. Wants to give it names. And when sometimes what we really need to do is look in the mirror and say you know what there's sin in the camp and if I'll take care of sin and humble myself and bow to the almighty God I'm telling you the just is going to live the just is going to survive the country boy is going to live the country girl is going to live the believer in just amen in God almighty is going to be made victorious and made overcomers regardless of what spirits and what way come their way and bombard their homes as individuals or as a movement or as a church just is going to live. <laughs> Go to Romans 1. Now we know this, this chapter here is a powerful chapter. And I probably won't go into all of it. Especially the latter part of it. But that's where we're at. Amen. Starting about the 15th verse. Paul's making it known to us. And to the Romans. He says I'm ready to preach the gospel Amen to them at Rome. You know why? He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. This is not a time to be ashamed of the gospel. It's not a time to be ashamed of your life and lifestyle. What you've been indoctrinated with. What you've been instructed out of the word of God to live. It's not a time, amen, to get, get, get tossed to and fro with the winds and the philosophies of men and spirits, hallelujah, that's running rapid among us. The apostle Peter, amen, warned us how they would come in. And he warned us how false doctrines and false teachers. And Jude followed him up and said they come in unaware, hallelujah, unnoticed. Hallelujah, they done slipped into, amen, to preach and practice doctrines that are not acceptable and not pleasing. Trying to draw some away. Trying to get some to air. But I'm here to tell you tonight. The just are going to live. If you've got a sincere heart. And a sincere mind. And you hunger and thirst after God. And the things of God. He's going to see to it to make you an overcomer. He'll orchestrate and direct. And he'll do whatever he's got to do. If it's possible he'll bankrupt heaven. Hallelujah on your behalf. I'm telling you this same God. Whenever they are trying to lock up his preachers. And bind them up. Amen. In prison. And shut their mouths. He'd send angels. Amen. And earthquakes. And it wouldn't just rock their jailhouse. It'd rock everybody's. And all the prison doors would be open. And all the shackles would be open. Why? Because the just is going to live. And the just is going to survive. And the church is going to see and hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hey, this is not going to get the best of us. If anything, this is nothing but a mountain. This is nothing but a desert. This is nothing but a fiery furnace. But let me ask you something. How are we going to come out on the other side? Because the just is going to live. So as we watch him in Romans, the first chapter now. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation is also another term. You can use the word deliverance. Deliverance. 
to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We're going to make it from one day to the next by faith. <laughs> We're going to overcome, amen, the powers of the enemy. Amen, the distractions by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the reason some of us ought to have greater confidence tonight than we had a few weeks ago. Hallelujah. Because the enemy didn't win the battle. The enemy didn't overcome us. I haven't told a lot of everybody, but I've told a few. Amen. This corona stuff is a lot more real than what a lot of people realize. Amen. I can literally feel it. I remember one particular night, and I didn't say nothing to my wife, and maybe I should have, but I didn't want to upset them no more, and I didn't want to stir them up. But I remember one particular night. Amen. It felt like it attacked me, and it did. It attacked my heart. I felt like I was having a heart attack. I felt like something was sitting on me, but I kept in me. I said, no, God, hallelujah, by your grace and by your mercy, I had a good heart when I started into this thing, and I'll have a good heart when I come out the other side. I know it's attacking it, but I'm not going to let it win the battle. I'm not calling the doctors. I'm not telling my wife. I'm not telling nobody. I'm just believing by your grace and mercy. you got to see me through this corona. you got to see me through this attack. Hallelujah, and that's the reason I'm going to win it. That's the reason people's got heart problems and heart conditions. If they ain't got God to call on and God to come to their rescue, I'll tell you that corona can take them out of here. But unless you pray and call on the mercy of God, the just shall live. Hallelujah, we got one to call on. That's greater than all the powers of the enemy, the forces thereof. So, this is what Paul's writing about. Watching. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. All ungodliness. Unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. In other words, God made it evident unto them. He revealed it. For God himself showed it unto them that he was God. He was the creator. He's the almighty. They're going to be without excuse. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his, his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuses. And they don't want us to call on the name of Jesus. And they don't want us to call on the priest the gospel. And they don't want us to do any of these things. Hallelujah. I beg the difference with this sweetheart. The just are going to survive. The just is going to see the victory. The just is going to enter the city of Jerusalem. The just is going to live out in eternity. The just, amen, is the one that's going to win this battle. Hallelujah. They can talk about all the powers and they can get glory in, in their own gods and their own ways of living and think they're living it up. But when the smoke clears and the dust settles, it's going to be the just, amen, that's going to come out on the other side. It's going to be the just that's been made just by the blessings of God and by the blood of the Lamb who sanctified us and justified us. And as long as we walk in the powers of those, those powers, I'm telling you, we got to be made victorious. That's a reason as a church. That's a reason Daniel should have stayed up all night off in a corner somewhere. God didn't give him, God didn't give him no stick. All right, Daniel, you get off in that corner in that cave, buddy. You take that stick, you'll keep him lines off of you. Huh? No. Hallelujah. 
king had more faith than that because he understood that Daniel was just and what God Daniel was doing was right and because it was just and right Daniel was going to come out on the other side and the next morning when it came come reading I will tell you what you know what Daniel I believe he just snuggled up to them things like like three big old I don't know if it's three I don't know it's a dental line hallelujah but you know what he he had one for a pillar he had a couple for electric blankets King stayed up all night wringing his hands and threatening and everything else. The devil's having a party. Thinking he had it, man, I got him. We got him, we got him, buddy. We're fixing to get this. Boy, he thinks he's so holy. He thinks he's so godly. He's always a thorn in our flesh. We want to party hardy and do things. He's always messing it up. You want to party hardy, come to the house of God. If you want to get gun drunk, you want to get drunk, get drunk of the Holy Ghost. If you want a real high, get high in the Holy Ghost. This car can take you to the third heaven. You don't even know if you're in the body or not. The just can't ex- well, I'm sick and tired of people acting like because we're God people. Hallelujah, we can't have no fun. We have more fun than you can. And stay legal and go to heaven. I said to stay legal and go to heaven. We can get drunk. We did on the first day of Pentecost. They come out drunk. They accused them of being drunk. Hallelujah. You know what? Maybe that problem is we just don't drink as much as we ought to. Ever had anybody fix a good meal for you? You didn't know these fixes. And you just ate a few minutes prior. Makes it tough, don't it? Sure takes the joy of that meal out, doesn't it? You fill yourself up with this world. It's hard to come to the house of God. Enjoy what God's got for you. But if you'll empty yourself out from things of this old world, hallelujah, and you come to this house, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for a move. I'm hungry for a touch. I'm hungry for a visitation. God, it's on a Sunday night, and I'm not worried about my tomorrow. Work will take care of itself. School will take care of itself. You may not even get tomorrow. What you got is right now and in this service. And as a just people, and a godly people, and a believing people, and a true worshiping people, we come in this house to worship Him. And we come in this house to give Him all that we got. We didn't come back to him and recline and sit back and do nothing. No, we come to have a move of God. We come to see people born again. We come to see people delivered again. Why? Because we believe the just is going to live. The just is going to be made overcomers. The servers and believers in this almighty God don't have nothing to worry about and fret about. Faith. Faith. It's going to be made an overcomer. Just is going to be made an overcomer by his faith. You can read on in Romans and you'll see where they, they, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, the Bible says. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into images like corruptible man, birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up unto uncleanness, through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. I won't read the rest of that. Well, let me read one more verse. I won't go into all of that filth. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. I don't get up in the morning time and get out in front of the storm. Oh, 
I know one that's greater. Amen. I know one that can shine on you in the noonday that's brighter than the noonday sun. Hallelujah. I know one that won't need no need of the sun, the moon, or the stars. Amen. To light up the city. And if he can light up a city, tell me he can't light up your life and put some joy in your life and put some glory in your life. And we're going to walk around here like we're depressed and down and out and beat up and all that. Oh, no. God forbid the just is going to live. And I'm not just going to live on that side. I'm going to live on this side. Amen. With some joy in my heart. With some spark in my step. And they made some happiness about me. Hey, I'm glad to be living for God. Depressed and down and out. Don't got to live for God. I'm not depressed, amen. I don't get to watch Hollywood. I'm not depressed, amen. I ain't got to listen to all their filth and all their junk and all their garbage. Competing gets one another who can see lie the most. Tell you right now, if that statement come true, your pants on fire. Hey, burn center. They'd have to build two or three more burn centers. Open up two or three factories to build some pants. Because all those are going to be burnt up. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you where the just is at. They're going to live, son. And you know what? It's God intent for us to live down here. I'll tell you, it's God intent for us to live down here. Hallelujah. We're not controlled by money. We're not controlled by any of those things. Hallelujah. Because you know what? And too, because we're just before God. Not our own power and might, but because we believe it. Because we got faith in the blood. We got faith in the name of Jesus. We got faith in the word of God. We got faith in the Holy Ghost. We got the faith in the middle of this pandemic. That God's going to see us through. Man, he goes on, talks about turning them over to vile affections. Things of this nature. That's the reason they're having some of the struggles and battles they got up there right now that's going on among them. You go back and read some of the the reason that Rebecca struggled with this and, and questioned God. It's because these Chaldeans, amen, whenever they come to the end of it, you begin to see statements like this made. Then shall his mind be changed like the wind or the spirit, his mind. You see, God raised them up. God blessed them and positioned them, amen, anointed them to accomplish that. But, but watch what it says. And their own minds change, and he shall pass over. In other words, transgress and offend in putting this power unto his God. Amen. That's like carrying the ark in the presence. Amen. Amen. Of the, the, the God. I've got his name. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I like to got it. God help my brain. Hallelujah. He fell over and fell his body. Day gone. Day gone. Day gone. Hallelujah. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just check and see if y'all knew. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just kidding. Praise God. Four or five of you passed. I don't know about the rest of you. Woo. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? Oh, Dagon couldn't stand up. God didn't need. God didn't need a captain. He didn't need a general. He didn't need an army. He didn't need a gun. He didn't need a sword. He didn't need a spear. He didn't need a shield. He didn't need everything. It was his divine presence. It was his ark that represented his presence. And when God's presence moved in, I'll tell you, another God got to come down. Oh, that's the reason you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All the other gods have got to submit. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. God will drive them out. I don't know how many of you know, but Brother Spears has been sick. Sick for about a week. He didn't say he had corona, but he's got all the symptoms. I'm sure he won't go get checked. I don't blame him. I didn't either. Anyway. I, t- I texted him. I told him. 
said, man, I'm praying God, God to drive this thing out of you. <laughs> I told God, I said, God, if you could take Conan's and drive any of me out in the Old Testament, you could drive this out of Brother Spears. <laughs> Hallelujah, you're not limited. And nothing's too small and nothing's too big. Hallelujah, for this God to move. Hallelujah, the just shall live and overcome the powers of the enemy and the forces, amen, that will war against us and come against us. But we got to believe and trust God. How much we really believe, amen, that these kind of things that happen. I could tell you, amen, to, to begin to see, hallelujah, the things as they would bow to their gods and give themselves over to their God. I could take you to Acts, the 16th chapter. Paul, in the time that he run into encounters, amen, with that little damsel, a damsel, amen, that had the power and the ability within her, amen, as a soothsayer. And, and she had masters, and they was making money off of her. And all of a sudden, after a few days, Paul turned around and rebukes that spirit, the very one that was bragging on them and telling them that they were some vessels of God. But tell you something, we don't need no devil lying for us. We don't need no lying spirits in him. And lying, for, amen, for the church. Hallelujah. God's big enough to do it all by himself. Amen. And when he turned around and rebuked that spirit, her masters got upset. Her masters got beside themselves and pulled them into the marketplace and brought them before them and just and brought them before, amen, and had them cast into prison. But you know what? God, amen, you can't bind up, hallelujah, the just. You can't keep them from functioning and operating. I don't think so. And you can throw them in jails and throw them in dungeons and shackle them down. But I'm telling you, the just is going to be set free. They're going to be brought out of the graves. Hallelujah. That's the reason we're not going to let no rock take our place. We're not going to let no rock take our place. Sister Moore, y'all can come. Get ready. Where's this lead us? I made mention of this. Psalms 14. Psalms 53. Bible says the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You know why we live in a world today that's trying his best to stop the gospel, stop the church, stop the gathering? They want to persuade people that there is no God. We make ourselves. We're own gods. See, they don't want to face a judgment. They don't want to feel conviction. And they don't want to repent from their lustful ways. Especially those that have been turned over to a reprobate mind. To believe a lie. And to be damned. So when you begin to look at some terms. And, and, and times even in the Bible. You know. Even David. David made the statement about Abner. He says Abner. You've died. Amen. As a fool dieth. You've died. Man, your hands wouldn't bound. Your feet wouldn't in shackles. You was in the city. You was behind the gates. But you let Joel persuade you and pull you out. And he put that knife, a 
dagger under that fifth rib. He knew exactly where to place it. Let me take you something. You've got, an, you've got an enemy that hates you. And he's looking for the opportunity to bring the pull. Amen. And pull the trigger and to kill you. And to kill you of your soul. And rob you of your eternity. And he's trying his best upon the world that we're living in today. To persuade this world that there is no God. But I'm here to tell you there is a God. Only a fool would say in his heart there is no God. Even Saul, when you go to Saul 26 and 21, when he had to face David again, and David showed him mercy again, he even makes mention there and confesses, I have played the fool and have erred, erred, amen, in exceedingly. You can go to Psalms 139 and 17, and you'll see how precious, I want you to listen to this one though, how precious also are the thoughts unto me, amen, oh God, how precious, hallelujah, you know what, have you ever looked at yourself the way God looks at you? Not, not in judgment here. Don't, get, don't, don't miss what I'm trying to say here. Have you ever looked at yourself and thought, God, how do you look at me? What do you see in me? When others would mark you off, when others would say, there ain't no way. But when God sees and looks into you, he sees you as victorious. He sees you as an overcomer. He sees you overcoming the enemy and the snares. If you'll just submit and humble yourself to him. If you'll just give yourself to him. I'm telling you this God looks at you far different than you look at yourself and the world looks at you. Because he knows what I can make him. I'm the master maker. I'm the master builder. Hallelujah. I, I tell some of those carpenters and just picking on them when they come in there. Or sometime a customer come in there and, and they say, hey, I want a straight one. I said, man, a good carpenter make a crook, crook one look good. Praise God. And we're going to see who's got the talent here. Who's got the ability. All these folks has got to have these straight boards and perfect boards to do good work. Hallelujah. Pay them $5 an hour. Them cats that takes that old messed up wood and all that messed up mess and, and does a good job, make it look good. You pay them $15 an hour. I'm glad I come to a God that took a messed up life. That was all messed up. Wasn't a whole lot going on for him. He was heading the wrong direction. Full of the devil. Full of unbelief. And full of a lot of junk. Hallelujah. But thank God he was able to turn him around. Thank God he was able to touch him. Thank God. Amen. He can help make mold and make something out of him. It's not the material. It's the maker himself. Hallelujah. That can shape and mold it into his image and likeness. I just wonder if you take a real good look at how God's looking at you tonight. And what God can make of you tonight. But you've got the promise that the just shall live. Regardless of what else is going on and what's happening in the world around you. I can live. I can live forever with the one called Jesus tonight. As we stand in this house, as they begin to sing. Whose report are you going to believe? Proverbs says this, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. In the parable in Luke 12 chapter, God said this unto the rich man that had become so blessed toward Andy's old built new ones, called on his soul to rest.
God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Eternity's in the balance. You've heard the word of God and the promises. The just shall live. Rebecca says by his faith. But the writers in the New Testament says, by faith, we're going to live. By faith, we're going to walk through one storm and the next one. We're going to cross one desert. We're going to climb the mountains. <laughs> Sometimes we sing the song, this is the last mountain. This is the last battle and the devil knows it. We're going to get to sit by that river alive. The just is going to live. I haven't covered all the scriptures. I like to it tonight. I'd love to win to Second Peter's, but I won't. I want to touch something before I, before I turn this over. 2 Thessalonians, 2nd chapter. Paul's writings it to them, and, and from all accounts, pretty quickly from the first one to the second one, because somewhere between the first one and second one, they were persuaded that the assurance that Paul had gave them in the first one wasn't right and wasn't true. And now they had the Thessalonian believers all upset and, 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 and turmoil, and even to the point believing that Christ had already come. And they was facing tribulation. In the great wrath of God. Listen to what Paul says. In the beginning of that second verse. Now we beseech you. That means to ask or urge. Brethren. By the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That by our gathering together unto him. That ye be not soon shaken. In mind. Or be troubled. Neither by spirit. Nor by word. Nor by letter from as from us. As that the day of Christ is at hand. He's telling them, hey, don't get so all shook up and all troubled. Remember the words of Jesus in John 14 and 1. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Huh. I'm going to prepare a place. If I'm going to prepare a place, I'm coming back. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Come on, church. The just is going to live by his faith or by faith. Just don't let this get the best of us. Just don't let this bombard us. As Paul wrote to the Thessalonians back then, by voices, spirits, or words, or letters, don't let it trouble your mind. Don't let it trouble you. Not, not in the way to cause you to slip up. Slide or get frustrated, get angered toward God. No, God's going to see us through. God hadn't forsaken us. You know, when God forsaken us, it's when we forsaken Him. It's when we walk away from His laws and commandments. It's when we walk away from Him. That's when He. That's when He has to. But as we walk, if we'll walk with Him, He'll walk with us. What about it tonight, church?
they begin to sing and these altars are open. Anybody want to come talk to Jesus? Anybody want to come talk to the master? Anybody want to come and you maybe want to make your calling or election sure? Want to make sure that, hey, hey, I'm a part of that justice bunch. Amen. That's going to live regardless of what comes or goes. God bless you tonight. God bless these singers. In the presence of my enemy, I raise a hallelujah, louder than the unbelief, I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody, I raise a hallelujah.
been defeated you believe as a follower of Jesus Christ that you're going to be resurrected in a moment of twinkle of an eye oh hallelujah we got something to sing hallelujah about in the midst of the storm right in the middle of it we got to lift up our voices and we if anybody ought to be singing hallelujah it ought to be us God bless you tonight. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate all that's in this house to worship and magnify the Lord and serve God. Pray for one another. Lift up one another. We will be having service Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Come expecting a great move of God, a great move of the Holy Ghost. Uh, if the Lord doesn't direct us any other direction, we'll pick that up in Psalms. Uh, amen. It's actually a good book. 
amen, a, a good, good chapter, amen, to pick back up on. And because uh, we want the Lord in our lives, we want the favor of God in our lives. Amen. If the Lord's in it, the favor of God's in it, you know what? Our time is not wasted. Hallelujah. As we live for God and do the things of Jesus Christ, we love you tonight. Appreciate you. Let me bring it to your attention again. Uh, Tupelo Mansion, if you had planned to give, uh, if, if, if not, that's fine. But just kind of let us know. We need to go ahead and send that offering in. And so we're just trying to get some of this finished up. Birthdays. I know we've got a lot of catching up to do. And uh, so whoever's had a birthday in the last five or six weeks, Praise God. I don't know how many that'll be of the young ones, but maybe we can get some tonight and then some next week. Uh, amen. Kind of spread the money out a little bit. Praise God. So all the children, amen, come. Amen. You, you know who you are, what days it was, and all that good stuff. Praise God. Tate, man, you're the only kid that's had a birthday in the last six weeks. That's awesome, ain't it? You must have been praying. You must have been saying, hey, God, we've got to get back to church for all that other bunch gets Pay me no attention. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the collectors here. All right, we got one more. Any more? We don't want to miss you now. We ain't got too many. All right. Who else has had a birthday? We want to sing happy birthday. Would you mind standing? Praise God. It may be so many. We may have to just say you all, Brother Brennan. Man, look at here, Brother JJ, Sister Debbie. So we got Sister Diane, Sister Hannah. So if we're going to catch up tonight, it won't hurt y'all's feelings. Y'all could either stand the whole song or we'll say you all. How about that? You all. I figured y'all would be, be with the you all bunch. <laughs> all right. Let's sing. God bless them. Let's give them all a good hand. We thank the Lord, each and every one of you, and the blessings of God in your life. May the Lord go with you and bless you throughout another year. Amen. Living for God. God bless you. Boys, I don't think they're going to bring you any more. Sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Praise God in the last five or six weeks. All right. Sister Diane again. Sister Lisa. Amen. Not together, they got their own husbands. <laughs> 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 <laughs>